subsistence versus surplus. Are you making enough to survive or are you making enough surplus to grow? This is a complicated conversation. I know it is, but on this week's episode, I want to hit it head on. Stick around. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a weekly podcast all about helping chefs and operators build more profitable restaurants. Each week we toggle back and forth between a monologue style format and an interview, but the goal is always the same, to take complicated marketing concepts and make them both understandable and actionable. Why? Because like I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, This week's podcast is sponsored by Seven Rooms, a guest experience and retention platform for the hospitality industry. From neighborhood restaurants and bars to international multi-concept hospitality groups, their data-driven platform empowers operators to build more profitable direct relationships, deliver exceptional experiences, and increase repeat visits and orders. With a full suite of products, including reservation, waitlist and table management, online ordering, review aggregation, and marketing automation, Seven Rooms is the perfect choice for helping you gain a 360-degree view of your guests, both on and off-premise. Book a demo with Seven Rooms today and receive an Amazon gift card for $50 simply by booking the demo. Email hello at trysevenrooms.com with restaurant strategy in the subject line. Now, why do you work in restaurants? Do you love it or are you simply good at it? Or maybe you just fell into it at an early age and never really stopped to think about it. Is there anything else you would rather do? Is there anything else you're qualified to do? If you own your restaurant, tell me why did you decide to open your restaurant? Can you even think back that far? Are the reasons you started the venture still valid? Remember, we change and grow as we age. It's reasonable to expect that our priorities would change as well. I know mine have. The things I cared about at 20 were very different from the things I cared about at 30 and different still from the things that now excite me at the age of 40. We evolve as we grow, and that's as it should be. But is your business evolving? Is your business growing? How has your business grown in the years since you first opened it? Does it still support the life you're leading? If you're like most people, you've never stopped to ask yourself these questions, which means you've probably never stopped to answer these questions. Life is painfully short, and we owe it to ourselves not to waste it. Now remember, when we talked about transactions, value, and price, I said that we pay for things with money, yes, of course, but we also pay with the three most valuable resources we possess, time, attention, and trust. Those are things we can never get back. It's the same as a a member of the workforce. Yes, we trade away hours for dollars, but you have to make sure it's a fair trade, that the hours you're putting in are appropriately compensated. Now, of course, 
that's a complicated idea, I know, but it gets to the heart of what I want you to think about this week. Why do you own your restaurant? Now, a second ago, I asked you why you opened the restaurant, past tense, but now I want us to deal with the present. Why do you do what you do? Now, that's wrapped up in an even bigger question. What do you want out of life? And, and here's a really hard one. Are you getting what you want out of life? Now, I used to work 60, 70, 80 hours a week managing restaurants, and I got to tell you, that was fun for a while. I liked it. I was good at it. It was exciting. But as my wife and I looked to start a family, I challenged myself to figure something else out. So for me, that led to starting my own business. It was risky, for sure, in the beginning especially, but in the end, it ended up providing me with everything I was looking for, flexibility of schedule more time at night to have dinner with my wife and my son. It was creative work, and it was the kind of work uh, that's allowed me to make a broader impact. This podcast is certainly part of that vision, that vision that I set for myself, I don't know, six or seven years ago. But that's different for everyone. So it's not about me. Let's get back to you. Why do you do this? Do you genuinely enjoy the work? The long hours, late nights, the interactions with staff and customers, is this still what you want? For many people out there, the answer is a resounding yes. Yes, I worked hard to make this dream a reality. Yes, I've surrounded myself with an incredible team who bring this place to life. Yes, this place is giving me everything I need in life, and I applaud you. Wonderful. If the answer is yes, then great. Just as long as you're being honest about what you need. Now, this is where we get to the idea that I wanted to talk about today, this idea of subsistence versus uh, surplus. So subsistence, the definition is this, maintaining or supporting oneself at a minimum level. Now, I often joke around on this podcast that restaurants operate with razor-thin profit margins, but it's not a joke. It's not a joke because it's actually true. After 20 years of looking at P&Ls, I know how difficult this industry can be. And for a lot of people, that's okay. And I don't want to minimize that. It's honest work. It's good work. You create a place that pays for itself, that, that pays enough to keep your family fed, and that is incredible. And if that's enough for you, then great. But there is a danger in that, and I want to talk about that as well. All of us just went through what I think we would agree is the worst case scenario, right? We certainly know how hard it can be because we just lived it over the last 18 months. But let's step away from the exaggerated example of a global pandemic. What happens if a blizzard hits and you have to shut down for three days in the middle of the month? You still have all your overhead costs like rent and utilities and, and your manager salaries, and then you have to contend with food waste probably, right? So what then? If you're right on the razor's edge, there's no wiggle room. And I don't know if that scares you, but it scares me. So, of course, now the opposite of subsistence is this idea of surplus. And the definition there is the amount that remains when the need has been satisfied. Meaning, let's say I need to make $20,000 a week in my restaurant to be able to pay myself, my staff, and to cover all the expenses like rent, utilities, the cost of food, etc. Right? That's known also as a break-even. The subsistence mindset would tell you that you just need to make $20,000 a week to survive. But if we adopt a surplus mindset, we start looking at the extra. 
So you only need $20,000 a week for the restaurant to survive. So if you made $22,000 in a week, that leaves $2,000 in surplus, also known as profit in the business world. Now, the problem with this, of course, is that the restaurant industry is merciless. With high rents, high payroll, rising food costs, it's getting harder and harder to eke out a meaningful profit. Double-digit profit margins are certainly difficult to come by in the restaurant world. I know it, you know it, we all know it. But if the restaurant can't survive without you, then it's balancing precariously over the edge of a cliff. I mean, what happens if you get sick? Who's gonna run the place? Or worse than that, what happens if you get hit by a bus? Then suddenly the life you've set up for your staff, for your family, is in danger simply because you adopted a subsistence mindset. Now, there's a book. It's famous at this point. I'm sure many of you have read it. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? For everyone out there who hasn't read it, I promise you, it is really worth your time. The basic premise of the book is this, and no, I'm not ruining anything for you. You can pretty much get all of this simply by reading The Dust Jacket. But in the book, there is a guy, and he's got two dads in his life. One is his biological father, and the other is his best friend's father. So his own dad is a well-educated school teacher. He works hard day in and day out, working till retirement because that's what you're supposed to do. Meanwhile, his best friend's dad, who seems lazy, who seems like he just lounges around, he's the rich dad. He's a rich dad because he works smarter. He puts his money to work by targeting passive income streams. So now let's talk about this idea of passive income. The basic question is this, how can you make money while you're sleeping or at least while you're doing something else? Now, if you write a book, it might take a year to write that book, but at the end, you've got an asset. There's something of value, something you can sell. And then you get paid every time you sell a new copy of the book. That's true a month after you finish writing the book. It's true a year after you finish writing the book. It's true a decade or two or three decades later. You already did the work. You made the investment. And now it's about returning on that effort, right? A return on the investment. Likewise, if you buy an apartment building, it works the exact same way. You're going to take out a mortgage or a loan or whatever it is, let's say for a million dollars, uh, and to pay back that loan, your monthly payment is like $6,000 a month. And there are four units in the building that each pay $2,500 a month in rent. So now those tenants are actually paying down your mortgage and paying you a profit. In fact, each month, this property generates $10,000 in rent revenue. Your expenses are your loan payment of $6,000 and maybe some basic maintenance costs, let's say another $1,000. You, the landlord, is then making $3,000 a month in profit for doing nothing. This is what we call a passive income stream. It's how you work smarter, not harder. Now, let's say you buy up a couple of buildings. It's easy to see how those apartment buildings, so those, those apartments will soon yield enough rent payments so that you can pay all of your bills, all of your bills and then some. And you can now do whatever it is you want to do with your time. The difference is the poor dad mentality has you trading time for money day in and day out until you reach retirement age. But the rich dad mentality is one of plenty. It's about working smarter and allowing your money to work for you. Now, what does that have to do with restaurants? It's 
It's the exact same thing. It's, it's true with your restaurant. Yes, maybe all you want out of life is a little corner of the earth where you can serve the kind of food you want, where you can serve your community and live a small existence. That's great. But if you're living on the edge of subsistence, you're not growing, and more than that, you're not protecting yourself against the unknown. Entitlement. right? Entitlement is one of these words that's gotten a bad rap, but I want to frame it just a little bit differently. You are entitled to a great life. You are entitled to more than just what you have, to more than what you've always gotten. Remember what Zig Ziglar used to say, you can get anything you want in life as long as you help enough other people get what they want. If you're living this subsistence life, then I'm here to tell you that you deserve more. You are entitled to more. Your staff deserves more. Your family deserves more. You deserve more. So now think of it like this. If your weekly break-even in your restaurant is $20,000 a week and you start making $22,000, that's a 10% profit margin, that's $104,000 in profit every single year. What could you do with that? That's a, a house or a new car or a vacation or an investment in a college fund or maybe it's just a safety net for you and your family or for your business. But get this. Maybe that profit, $104,000, maybe it allows you to open up a second location in the next town over where you can feed more people, where you can employ more people, where you can start growing your business. Next year, with two properties, you'll yield $208,000 in profit. Now, that's probably enough to hire a manager to oversee each of the two places and probably invest in a third location. In a couple of years, it's easy to see how this one little restaurant can turn into five or six or ten different locations. And suddenly, $2,000 a week in profit turns into $10,000 a week in profit, all from this one little establishment that you've got now. But wait, I get it. I know what you're going to say. Maybe one location is enough for you. Fine. The profit will allow you to then remove yourself from the day-to-day. Now, I'm not saying you're going to do that, but you can. It gives you that freedom. And really, that comes down to taking care of your family. Because right now, if the place only survives when you're there, what happens when you can't be there? So much of this is about changing your mindset. Going from the poor dad mentality to the rich dad mentality. Working hard is important, but so is working smart. Now, there's an analogy that they teach in leadership workshops, right? This idea of treading water. If you fall overboard, treading water will keep you alive long enough for the boat to turn back around and pick you up. But you can only tread water for so long, a couple of minutes, a couple of hours maybe, before you start to get really tired. And it's the same in business. If you're grinding it out day in, day out, day in, day out, year after year, you will tire yourself out eventually. Better to take that energy and start swimming to shore. Operate with the assumption that the boat is not coming back for you. Because guess what? The boat, they probably don't even notice that you're struggling in the water. They might not even notice that you went overboard. The dangerous part about our industry is that restaurants operate with such narrow margins. One piece is off and the whole thing falls like a house of cards. Like, let's say you get sick 
or a storm forces you to shut down for a couple of days. Suddenly, again, that revenue that you're counting on disappears. And then how do you pay rent? Change your mindset. It is not about surviving. It is about thriving. And and I know this might sound strange to some or or flippant, right? Maybe you're out there uh, and you're saying, I, I want that. I want more profit. I, I don't want to struggle so much. You're telling me something I already know. And my answer is this. If you don't change, then nothing's going to change. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. What to change? I have no idea. But I'm guessing you know better than anyone. So look at your business and be honest with where you are. And then write down the things you want. Acknowledge the things that are important to you and make them a priority. It is your business. It is your life. It should exist to support your life, to support the life you envision for yourself. You figure out where you want to go, and then you set a course to get there. Treading water is not going to get you to any of the shores that you can see. You've got to figure out what shore you want to swim to and then go for it. It starts by identifying what that break-even number is each month. And then you identify all of the different ways you can get there. So yeah, maybe it has to do with diversifying your revenue streams or starting side businesses that support the core business. Or maybe it's just about raising your prices or slashing expenses. Or maybe it's a little bit of all of this or maybe it's something I haven't even mentioned. It doesn't happen overnight, but it happens if you're deliberate about making it happen. Now, I want to remind you that I've written an ebook. It's called Increase Your Revenue by 10% Overnight. It's 10 tips. The whole thing's like 12 pages long. I promise you'll read it in like 20 minutes, and you will be able to put that stuff into practice immediately. What could you do with 10% more revenue? This hooks in exactly with what we've been talking about on today's episode. Visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash revenue to go find out. The link, of course, is also in the show notes. Go download the ebook. Remember, more than anything, this is a mindset shift. The poor dad works every day of his life so he, he has enough, and the rich dad finds ways to let his money work for him. He spends his time working on projects that will give him a return on his investment. It's about surplus. It's about living a plentiful life. If there's extra, that simply means there's more to go around. More for you, more for your family, your community, your staff, your patrons, your church, your school, Extra means you can open another place that will feed more people, employ more people, help the purveyors and the partners you work with. One place begets two, two begets four, and then eight, 12, 20, or just one. But surplus gives you the freedom to decide. Right now, you're stuck with one because you can barely keep that afloat. But a life of plenty gives you the power of choice, and that is the ultimate freedom. Again, I want to thank you for tuning in. Go download the ebook. It's absolutely free. I promise it will help. The link is in the show notes. Go do it now. Until next time, stay creative. Restaurant Strategy is made possible by the generous support of our sponsors as well as our Patreon supporters. A special shout out to all of our gold and platinum members, Ty Hames, Bob and Kate Carpenter, Scott Middleton, Chuck and Denise Close, Stephen and Ann Fagan, Mario Tomatos, and Christopher Tana. If you want to become a supporter, please go visit patreon.com slash restaurant strategy. Again, the link is in the show notes.